The following has been recorded at Cairn University. Any reproduction of this recording without the express permission of the university is prohibited. Wow. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Um, can you guys hear me all right? Yeah? Okay. Um, I think we have some slides that are going to come up in a minute, but I'll tell you what, when I walk into work, nobody claps for me. So this is, this is pretty cool. Uh, yes, I'll take it again. Sure. No, 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 no. no. All right. Um, so while, while we work on getting the slides up, I'll tell you just a little bit about myself. But before I tell you about myself, is anyone surprised that Mr. Palladino started with history? Okay, all right, we're on the same page. Um, so, uh, as Mr. Palladino said, my civilian job, I work in human resources at Fermano Foods. I've got about 300 full-time employees. They keep me very busy. Um, I've got, uh, I'm a wife and mother. I've got two children, and I also serve in the Pennsylvania Air National Guard. But what I want to talk to you today about is uh, not really any of those things. When... When the invitation first came about to uh, speak in chapel, I was very excited. I, I knew right away that I wanted to accept the invitation and speak with you guys. Um, Karen is such a special place. Uh, you know, it's an honor to speak to you. It's an honor to speak to the, the staff, the faculty, the alumni, family, and friends that are here. But it's a special place where you're growing academically, you're growing spiritually, you're in community but you are at such a pivotal time in your lives. You're, um, you're poised on the brink where you will eventually step outside the safety of Cairn University and you are, will encounter the world. You're encountering the world here, but here you have that community all around you. So I knew I wanted to talk to you, but honestly, I had no idea what I was going to say. Um, so as the day got closer and closer and I still hadn't decided what I was going to say, um, I had asked about is there anything specific that I should speak on? Is there a topic you're covering at this time of year? And I was told, like, no, it's pretty open. We just want you to share and pour out into the students. And I still didn't know what to say, so I became very concerned about what was going to come pouring out of me uh, as I came to talk to you. But I figured the thing that connects us all, um, and I'm not talking globally, I'm talking specifically what connects us in this room, is Karen University. We're all here because... At some point, in some way, we want to walk a different path. Um, and that's what I want to talk to you about today. And I want to talk to you about it in the context of this verse. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us I love how contemporary the Bible is. So don't ever let anybody tell you that the Bible is old-fashioned or does not fit into the world that we live in today, in our hyper-digital world. Look at this verse. It says, this could have been written for students at Karen University in 2018. We, the students of Karen University in 2018, 1,216 of you, according to the website, you are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Cloud of witnesses, we're in the digital age, right? Everybody has a social profile that other people are looking at all the time. There is a cloud of witnesses around you at all times. 
Everything that hinders, you want to talk about being hindered? The generation that you are growing up in is dealing with anxiety, depression, loneliness. You don't think those things hinder? Those are things that hinder. And the sin that so easily entangles us, we make up new sins for ourselves all the time. There's a... uh, there's, there's like a wide variety of sins that you can indulge in now that you couldn't indulge in before. Um, but then how does this verse end? Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Run, that implies effort. Perseverance, that implies that you're going to keep on keeping on. Perseverance in the face of difficulty. And the race is marked out for us. How incredibly encouraging You're at Karen because you decided that you wanted to walk a different path. This says that the race is already marked out for us. You have decided to walk a different path, and the Lord has marked out a path for you. You're in alignment. How encouraging. Most people can't say that in their lives, and you're at a very young age, and you're able to be in that place. So um, let's go ahead and, and talk a little bit about um, whoops, that great cloud of witnesses. How do I go back? You know, we're just gonna, we're just gonna say, stay right here. So Generation Z uh, and Millennials or Gen Y, I don't know if you guys are familiar with kind of the different hashtags that your generation is racking up as you go along, but um, Gen Z, which I think is most of you guys here, largest generation in American history. Uh, between you and the millennials, you make up about 58% of the United States, or I'm sorry, 48% of the U.S. population. If you add the sheer numbers of Gen Z and Gen Y, you're over 150 million people. That is equivalent to the entire workforce in the United States. You're a large, large demographic. You want to talk about a cloud of witnesses? This is who is witnessing you. This is who you'll be working with as you enter the workforce. And you guys are very interesting. Uh, You're kind of what I consider a crossover generation. Some of you might identify a little bit more with millennials, but some of you might feel a lot more like Generation Z. So we're gonna, I'm gonna try and figure out who's who's who right here this morning. So we're gonna do the September the 11th test. So if any of you are old enough to remember watching it happen, if it is seared, into your consciousness, and as you watched it happen, you realized that everything would be changed from then on. If you have that visceral memory of watching it happen, would you please stand up? Okay, so you're, you're probably seven years older or older at the time that it was happening. Great, you guys can have a seat. So those people that can identify that September the 11th moment, Um, You're probably millennials or up. There's different uh, studies break down the dates differently all the time. According to this, I'm a millennial, but really I identify a lot more with Generation X. Um, But those that stood up, we are millennials or older. For those of you seated, um, you're probably Gen Y, and we'll talk, or I'm sorry, Gen Z, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But... um, Millennials have a couple different nicknames. One of them is digital immigrants. This is the last group of people that can say things like, well, we didn't have smartphones when I was growing up. 
or things like, I remember when the internet was invented. Uh, they're digital immigrants. They didn't, we didn't grow up with it in our hands. Um, <clears throat> this generation was really shaped by September the 11th. They grew up in the shadows of September the 11th, and they entered the job market in and around 2008, the greatest financial disaster um, in American history since the Great Depression. I once heard somebody say that um, it's a recession when it happens to somebody else. It's a depression when it happens to you. Yeah, so, uh, somebody's with me. All right. Yeah. Um, so, so millennials, right? They, they grew up in the shadow. They had baby boomer parents that desired very peer-like relationships with them. We had the advent of the helicopter parent. Um, entered at a, you know, the, the economy at a, a rough time. So how are millennials feeling? <laughs> they're not real happy about it. They're like, I mean, they're crossing the street, but they're, they're on four legs instead of two. They're like, how, how, how did I get here? So this is millennials. Um, but let's talk about, uh, I think, a, a larger percentage of the student body is Gen Z. So let's talk about you guys. <clears throat> you are an extremely diverse generation. You grew up, you saw our first African-American president, and you're like, no big. That's how it should be, right? So that's cool. Um, very diverse generation. You are digital natives. You grew up with that technology in your hand, and there's a quote that describes a digital native that I thought was pretty good. This came from the HuffPost blog in 2016. It says, these students will create a document on their computer at school, do research on their phone or tablet, and take notes on their notepad, and then finish up on the laptop in front of the TV while they FaceTime and Instagram with their friends. <laughs> I have a 17-year-old daughter at home. Absolutely. That, that's it. Um, <clears throat> So, oh, and, you know, a lot of the, just like September the 11th is, you know, an issue that shaped a generation, there are issues that will shape your generation, but they're still taking place because you're pretty young. Um, so just for fun, we're going to guess what movie you think best represents Generation Z. I'll, I'll give you a, some choices. Should I point this at? Oh no, I gave it away! No! Yes! Did anybody have this right before I flashed it up? Okay, yeah, the Katniss generation. One of your, uh, one of your other hashtags is, is Gen K. Generation K for Katniss. Um, you can find all sorts of things that say, you know, oh, this movie represents this or that. I've, it was actually um, an insurance group that was reviewing movies uh, that I found. But they said, um, you know, it's a dark world. There's constant social media scrutiny, um, kind of reflecting the aftermath of our great recession. And while it is dark and dysfunctional, it is not a world without hope. You, you can be a winner in this world if you are cautious and if you are clever. 
Um, and I thought, you know, that's, that's apropos. Um, and you have to be cautious and clever as you learn how to navigate uh, with everything that hinders. There are so many things to, to stand in your way. Um, and this is a part of life. I know of no one who is unaffected by stress, worry, circumstance, the things that happen to us. You know, we get knocked down. We're all affected by this, but when you're walking a different path, when you want people to see that you are different, it is the way that you respond to those circumstances, those hindrances. So let's talk about them. These particular things come from the um, joshmcdowell.org website. Less religious identification. Almost a full 30% of students entering college this year say they have no religious affiliation. Nothing to which they turn. The lines are blurry. Gay, straight, male, female, left, right, right, wrong. It's very blurry. Um, you know, I... I really, my heart goes out to your generation, and from this standpoint, I do, do speak as someone who came of age at a different time. Relationships are so difficult to figure out because you're dealing with the potential of rejection. When you know your gender and you know your orientation, it's hard enough. Then when that stuff goes into flux, wow, blurry. No wonder you feel overwhelmed. 68% of students say they feel overwhelmed by the things that they have to do every single week. You are full-time brand managers. You're managing your social media all the time in a way, you know, because you're conscious of people looking at it. You're full-time brand managers. You're concerned about finances. You're concerned about your career. You're concerned about social and climate change, sexism, racism. You're thinking about all this stuff all the time. It's no wonder you're overwhelmed. And then lonely. Three million students report having a major depressive episode within the last 12 months. And those are the ones that are reporting it. There's an upswing in anxiety and depression which cuts across all demographics. Yes, we have hindrances. It's no wonder we're, we're lonely, we're overwhelmed because everything's blurry and there's no God to turn to. Wow. But not everything is bad for this generation. There are some specific strengths that you have. You're true digital natives. Some people call it an attention problem. Some say it's an eight-second filter. I subscribe to the eight-second filter uh, theory I have two children at home, and they process digital and electronic information so much faster than I do. I go onto a website, and I get sucked into the clickbait down at the bottom and on the sides. <laughs> I do. I'm like, Miley Cyrus looks like what now? Oh, these twins, you won't believe what they're doing. Well, uh, you know, I, that, and then I'm at the computer. I'm like, wait a minute. What was I doing? What am I supposed to be? So... There is so much information coming at you. I think this is going to be necessary in order for you to process 
the extreme amount of information and marketing that is being thrown at you. You are the most lucrative marketing generation ever. And let me tell you, if you do generational research, most of it is marketing-based, how to sell to you, how to find your individuality and sell to it. So you're going to need this eight-second filter. You're also going to need it as you attempt to walk a different path. You're going to have things thrown at you that are not of God, and you're going to be able to need to filter them out. So as you develop this in a social media realm, you're going to be able to apply it in your spiritual life, and I hope that you do. You are tolerant. You're a very tolerant generation. And you could argue both sides of that, good and bad. Um, but I will say there is absolutely a place for it, saying that, well, I don't want to be friends with people who didn't vote for X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. Do you think that that is going to entice a lost, lonely, hindered generation to have open conversation with you? Probably not. My mother used to tell me, she said, I set a very strict standard for myself, but I spread a wide tent for others. And I, that really resonated with me. Your generation is cautious. You are, uh, allegedly, there are fewer risk-taking behaviors, less teen pregnancy, and fewer teen driving accidents. Doesn't seem like that in my daughter's high school, but um, careerplanner.org says there is. You're entrepreneurial, innovative, diverse, and self-reliant. This is a, a direct reflection of your Gen X parents that said they weren't quite sure about how those millennials were raised, so they were going to do things a little bit differently and make sure you're self-reliant. So there is, reason, there is reason to be encouraged by the social forces that are shaping you. They are giving you certain skills as you are being shaped, and you should take those skills with you um, as you walk that different path. As you run with perseverance, the race that is marked out for you. The verse says run. Run implies effort. Um, my daughter saw someone running along the side of the road, and she went, running, ugh. I was like, well, yes, it requires effort. And I know this sounds simple, but I think the best advice that I can give you on how to walk that different path is to have your daily devotions. I know it sounds simple. Um, don't confuse simple with easy. Mm -mm -mm, not the same thing. Have your daily devotions, whether it's the you know, good old our daily bread or Jesus calling or word of the day or whatever gets delivered to your smartphone or your watch. Have it. And the key word there in daily devotions is daily, right? Let us run with perseverance. Perseverance, the race marked out for us. Perseverance implies persevering in the face of hardship. Day after day, when you are lonely and when you are discouraged, after day after day, when you are disillusioned, after day, when you have been let down, you continue to have those daily devotions, and I promise you, you will come out of that place, that place where you don't feel like you're walking on the path. You feel like you're being crushed down into the path. Keep having your devotions. Be consistent. You will come out of that place. You know how I know? Because God said so. That's right. 
This is my life verse. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And he's not guessing. He says, declares the Lord. I love that. That is so strong, man. He's like, mm, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Foot stomp is better. The race is marked out for us. Um, and I know that the course is marked out for us because it was clearly marked out for me in my own life. I love this verse. It's a beautiful little verse. In his heart, a man plans his course. In her heart, Anne Furman thought she knew where she was going. But the Lord put her steps in a different place. Nineteen years ago, I was set to attend Karen University because I wanted to walk a different path. I had talked about it with my parents, considered finances, and I knew I needed help to afford school. So I said, I'm going to join the military. So 19 years ago, I went to basic training to help pay for college. I got into my fourth week of basic training. I got one of two phone calls home. My mother said, Ann, the field hockey coach has left Karen. I wanted two things out of college. I wanted to be more than an hour away from home, and I wanted to play for that coach. I was already in the military, um, but the Lord directed my steps, and I ended up following that coach. I played field hockey at Shippensburg University. She was able to give me scholarship money. The Air Force was able to cover my entire tuition at that university. Graduated with my, my uh, undergraduate. I went on for a master's degree. Nineteen years later, I'm still in the military. I have done two overseas deployments, one of them uh, more than six months. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you. It is an incredible, incredible honor to serve. I have uh, so much respect for that active duty component, which goes far more often than the guard. So much respect for those that stay home and keep things together while somebody else is deployed. Um, it was a real growing experience for me. I've earned educational benefits, which I can now pass on to my children. I have 45 people that report to me in the military that I have a chance to make a difference in their life. Um, so as you walk your path, I'll leave you with this. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Thank you.